it's not really about how smart you are. Well, of course, you can't be stupid, right? But it's really about persevere, perse yeah. perseverance. Yeah, exactly. You gotta just keep going. Hello and welcome to Just Questions, where I talk to researchers and students about their research questions and how they ask them. And this episode we have Chi Yun Kuo at Duke University. I study so right now I study um, ecological biomechanics in trap jaw ants. Mm -hmm. So that means that I study the biomechanics of their ultra fast jaw closing and how the environment factors might affect the jaw closing performance. And why do you study this? We know that some animals use like power amplification mechanism to achieve really high movements, and we know how fast they are, and we have you know a pretty good understanding of you know how um, how fast things can be. But because in animals or organisms they live in the environment, right? So I think it's very it's a question just to understand how the environment can affect you know how they how they how they you know amplify their power, how they achieve the their their fast um, motions. Yeah. How what kind of methods do you use? We so one of the things that um, we use you know that is really essential is high speed videography. So because those motions are really normally very fast, so you can't capture them, you can't quantify them, describe them using just a conventional. So that's why we in the lab we use you know top notch high speed video cameras to capture you know the fastest or like the briefest moments of the whole process. And I would say that's like the most those power amplify ultra fastest. And we also use some of the computer programming to, to help us analyze the data and one of the problems that when you one of the challenges to you know when, you, when it comes to analyzing those data is that those motions are really well so a lot of organisms that use polymification are really really small and the motion are really subtle so because of that um, when you get a data there's a lot of um, the noise to signal ratio is really high so we have to do like you know image filtering or we have to do something to help us you know get rid of the noise so we can really see what's happening um, and we also you know normally we have to film quite a few like you know maybe a hundred hundreds of frames or even thousands of frames depending on what you're looking at and so we also use some program to help us just auto track um, so you know to digitize to track the motion of a certain landmark that we put on either we put on the animal or the system or we use some sort of feature on the system as a landmark regardless of the case we we have to track their motion throughout time, right? Yeah. So uh, we use computer software to, to help us do that as well. Um, so I would say, you know, high-speed videography and are the two major tools that we use when we... So uh, let's talk about, you're currently a postdoc, right? Yes. Um, let's talk about um, your, the way you've um, grown or the way you're developing in the scientific community. Mm, so mm. Um, what was the first research question that you've... That I ever asked? Yeah. Well, um, could be at any time of your. Yeah, I'm thinking. I have to think back. Uh, well, s I guess the first serious question. So you know, I didn't do a lot of research as an undergrad or in high school, not at all. I mean, in undergrad, I helped people out doing field work, like a field assistant, right? So I didn't really think about my own question. There was really not any room for that. Just I just tagged along. I helped them out. I guess I got some experience. So I would say the first serious research question I've ever asked was probably for my master's. So my master's research was about, um, we have this um, two species of, of lizards, old world. Mm -hmm. They're the same genus. And they co-occur in, in northern Taiwan. You know, when I first learned about this, um, I just thought, well, you know, it would be interesting to look at how, you know, when they co-occur, because they, they look very similar. They're congeners. And how are they, how do they separate their resource use? 
and um, you know, I read a few papers, I read textbooks, so I know that you know, in lizard at least, there are three major ways to uh, for bees to separate out their resource use. They can divide, you know, they can eat different things, you know, and they can uh, they can be active at different times of day, or they can just hang out at different places, even in the same sort of habitat. So I just look at those three axes of you know resource partitioning and try to get at how they can coexist. And of course, that, that's an over really oversimplified view of of you know of studying coexistence of of, of two very similar species. Mm-hmm. But but you know nonetheless, that was like the first step. Yeah. So that's what I did, and I think that was the first question that I really asked, and I I I, I try to to tackle it to answer it. So I would say that that was probably like the first. And also, uh, I'm sure you must your um, um, skill of asking questions must have improved from that on. Right? Yeah, as yeah. A, I mean, certainly, yeah. And and what do you currently think? Um, are the best kind of questions that one can ask, according to you? Wow, that's um, it's a it's a big question to answer. So, I would think the first one is that it has to be novel. Mm-hmm. So, if you ask question, if you you know answer a question that has been asked a hundred times, if you just like simply you know ask the same question in a different organism, I don't think that's very interesting. You can do it, and it might still end up in a pretty decent journal, but that wouldn't be opinion. Mm-hmm. So, novelty is one. But then you can ask some really wacky questions just out of the blue. But how is that going to help, you know, people? How, how is it going to advance? Yeah. Right? So, you know, you can ask really trivial questions that are novel, maybe novel, that has never been asked before. Yeah. But that's just not important at all. And I think novelty and, you know, the uh, how much is that going to push the field forward is the two, I think, major criteria to define a, a, a good research question. Okay. Well, okay. I, no, I guess there's a, a third one. Mm-hmm. Feasibility. It has to be doable. Within your either your time limit or your budget limit, right? You can ask really fundamental questions that are really important, but if it can't be answered, then you might as well just not ask it. So, yeah, so I would add that, you know, as a practical sort of concern. Mm-hmm. It has to be doable. Do you have any advice uh, for, for students who might be just starting off asking their questions? Oh, um, I, I think my advice, so I, I learned this from, you know, there are a lot of papers out there that, 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 that give, give students advice on how to do, how to choose a good research project and, you know, how to succeed in grad school. Mm-hmm. And I learned, I got a lot of insight from those papers. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would just repeat the same thing. So I think, well, if you have time, in the U.S. system, I think you should spend the first two years just read. Mm-hmm. You have some idea. That's that's okay. That's great. Just keep reading and keep thinking. Keep your mind active. And sometimes, you know, new things, new ideas will just come up. That might be better than the ones that you you think you want to do in the first place. Sometimes, you know, just reading will help you to refine your existing ideas and make you see that okay, you know, I have this idea, but part of that wouldn't really work because of particular reasons that I didn't see before. So I would say just, you know, take your time, just read broadly and just keep thinking and keep talking to your advisor because, you know, it's it's your advisor's job to help you to narrow down your ideas, to come up with a good research project. I think at least in the first two years, it's as much your responsibility as your advisor's. Mm-hmm. So make sure you just communicate and make sure you get help. You get, um, and, you know, a lot of times projects wouldn't work out. Yeah. And that's normal. Mm-hmm. That's really normal. Um, don't you know? Don't get beat up, like beat down by. And grad school is not about. Um, it's not really about how smart you are. Well, of course, you can't be stupid, right? 
but it's really about persevere, perse- yeah. perseverance. Yeah, exactly. You gotta just keep going, and um, I think have have that mindset. You know, it's science is not glamorous. The end results might be really glamorous, but there's a lot of trial and error. And the sooner you understand that, so Great. that would be my advice. Follow Just Questions on iTunes and SoundCloud. And follow your host on Twitter at Ravindra underscore PN.